Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ryan Holohan. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Zachary Patton Garcia, and we're here to talk episode three of Slayers, a Buffyverse story available on Audible. But first, Ryan, we have something to plug, don't we? <laughs> oh, we've always got something to plug. <laughs> you absolutely need to come to our live show at Stonewall on the 29th. It is upstairs where th- because it's the only venue that could contain what we are about to pull off we will be going up to the attic of attic of the gay frat house in order to reenact the frat themed horror haunted house episode fear itself there will be drag performances by yours truly in full anya and anyanka garb as well as choose your own adventure elements to a remixed script and raffles and trivia and hot guys from the initiative guarding the place it's gonna be incredible it's gonna be a blowout i'm really like really i'm so deep into the music of olivia rodrigo in order to prep for this lip sync y'all don't even know please come it's gonna be like truly something not to miss and ryan always always pulls off a fucking like really great performance that's like Buffy themed while being like set to a song. And like the, I think about your Darla a lot, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I would say it's usually 90% phenomenal, 5% hilarious. And then 5% I fall down. And that's great. What money's worth. If you don't like me, come see me fall out of the most ugly heels you've ever seen in your life. I'm so excited to show them to you people. Please come. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've seen Ryan in Darla schoolgirl drag with vamp makeup giving me a lap dance on stage. <laughs> um, but also we have our Patreon, which uh, you can get access to all of our bonus content. Zach and I did uh, My Nudie Judy for... How long did we do with Zach? Two years? It's like two years, yeah. Two years? So two years worth of episodes. Ryan did some of them as well. Um, I did a few with Hammy, and we covered Harley Quinn and Firefly over there. We're covering Batman the Animated Series. I haven't released X-Men the Animated Series yet because I've been busy with this. Um, And we have watch-alongs, Zoom calls, and if you're a top-tier Patreon subscriber, you can add in your own outro to one episode per month. Uh, any and all support is much appreciated. And now we'll get into the episode. Uh, what did we think? Zach, what did you think of episode three? Oh, that was such a smooth uh, <laughs> two and a half minutes of promos. Perfect. Um, <laughs> loved the episode. Loved the episode. This is so. This is the first three episodes I got like a little taste of because Ian was kind enough to send me like an advanced copy. Um, <laughs> and I listened to it all as basically one episode. So this was just so fun. It was so fun. I was still on a high. Yeah. And I the real test will be tonight when I listen to episode four as a separate sort of I was gonna ask if you would listen mm-hmm. yet. I haven't listened yet, no, yeah, but I loved either. this one and I love Giles. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Ryan. Uh this was the first one that I mean, like okay, so the first one I really liked. The second one felt like there was lots of little um treasures in there to discover, but this was the first one where I was like Oh, we're ripping. Like, we're going to go. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And and I think, actually, you know, I snuck ahead a little bit. <laughs> and I think the next one is the first one where I'm like, we're firing on all cylinders. Get this in front of people. So excited. But this one really feels like we're really ramping up speed and, like, uh, just delightful. And and definitely the first one where I was like, oh, this is they're in we're we're in great hands do you know what i mean not that the first two weren't really good but this was the first one where i was like oh oh this isn't just gonna be like fun or like a romp like i feel like they've really no pun intended sunk their teeth into the actual (laughs) larger universe of buffy (laughs) yeah i think i mean i i've loved all of them for me the only thing that by like ADD brain clocked out. There was like a little bit, the fight scenes confused me a little bit. Like I was having trouble <gasps> really? Yeah. And I even re-listened right before we recorded. Like I finished 20 minutes ago as for a second time. And I was still like, wait a minute, what? I can there- see that being like technically harder to pull off, I guess. Yes. Though, right? mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't like, that's mostly me just not paying attention, like being able to pay attention and having a dumb fights brain. Fights are easier to see. And would they yes. have choreography? Nobody's like, it, it, fights were constructed for the television medium, which right. is I understandable. Don't know. But mm. they sound just like the fights from the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Ian, maybe if you were a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, you would know what it's like <laughs> to be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. But you don't. I, so, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and we start with a fight. Oh, wait. First, well, we start with. 
you know, my issues with the Anyanka stuff, I appreciated that it was wrapped up with Spike here. Like he actually helped, like he helped me like not have a, any kind of gripe with it because he's like, that's not how this normally worked. And I was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. He is saying that he, this is something different. This is not something that has happened. Even Spike, a like very, you know, old vampire is like thrown off by it. And that honestly like helped me feel a lot better about it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're like saying this hasn't happened before. So like it made me all feel, I mean, I was, you know, I had like a minor gripe with it, but it made me feel a lot better. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I can move on. I don't care. I think Mm -hmm. it fits in perfectly with the larger lore of Buffy and like, it Mm -hmm. doesn't break anything for me, but it is hard whenever a new thing that everyone isn't sure whether or not it is canon or will remain canon or whatever it feels like are they making up new rules if especially only and especially if you do it at the very beginning and yeah. and it is the beginning still of yeah. this um so that that i think takes people by surprise and they're like oh let me double like i don't know how i feel and then when you're too conscious of like lore building that's tough but if you actually think about what they're saying and like what how Anyanka came to be in like a corporeal form without Anya, it does kind of work with the larger world of Buffy. And it would make sense that like a particularly powerful, like lingering entity, like we've had non-corporeal entities push through from a demon dimension. So like, I definitely see Mm -hmm. it being like a thing that they could get away with, but it also is a good reminder that like they have the cast that they have and they wanted to give them as much to do as possible. Um, and it lets Emma Caulfield show off like different parts of the Anya character, which is great and fun. Yeah. 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 And it's just nice to see like magic in a universe we're familiar with grow and change and evolve. And cause it has to, it has to, this right. is, we can't jump back into the Buffy verse and just go along with and play it exactly like it was played in the, in the show. Things have to change. Things have to move. We have to see a bigger world outside of Sunnydale. Now I wish we could go outside of fucking LA too, but we're here. It's okay. <laughs> like, what are they doing in Jersey and Texas and New York? I want to go to yeah, New York. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like what, what like literally I want to see Cordelia chase conquer Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Cordelia's living out her uh, Carrie Bradshaw fantasy. There's a version of that. There's a, there's a Cordelia somewhere who is right? in a universe. Right. Um, so Spike gives his little narration, which I do like these little catch ups because even for like, you know, no one's jumping in in episode three, but like it's good as a little refresher for people who like, I don't know, like maybe you can't listen all at once and it's like a good little reminder. And the only other thing I want to mention is I <laughs> I like when he like yells at the rat and he says, no nibbling. It's not a Edgar Allan Poe. He says, it's not a Poe story. And I was like, oh, ha I love Spike. <laughs> With the little catch-ups, I definitely understand why they have to do it. Not yes. the fault of the people writing it or the performers. But I wish Audible, who is creating this for their format, gave you an option that was like, it's a mini chapter that you could hit skip. I would listen to it because I'm going for <laughs> every drop. But I think it would... For people not familiar with the audio drama format and that these are supposed to be like episodes and episodic and like intentionally they're supposed to be broken up. Um, And if people want to just listen to it like an audiobook, it it should be made as easy as possible. But that's such a minor note and totally something Audible could go. I mean, at least it's much easier to skip this little recap than it is to skip previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the DVD. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) (laughs) I just always love it. I don't know. I love a recap. Um, I kind of. And, you know, this is like literally whatever. This is like fine. But I kind of want them to do it like at the end, a little bit of like what they did for the gift, because that's always my favorite when it's like previously on Buffy. And then it just shows you like shit from everything. Oh, yeah. The best. Ugh, so good. I was always that was like, like that was like my biggest gripe with Chosen was that I wanted that. I wanted them to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially those were really special in the day when those were probably extremely difficult to pull off, like pulling yeah. out all the old stuff and finding clips and trying to remember because a lot of those people worked on the show, but you know, you know, right. you're not, you're not a lore expert on everything you work on. Right. Yeah. Whenever, anytime someone's like, Oh, I can't believe they don't remember that. I'm like, it's their job. Like I, I don't remember stuff I did at my job. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's things I've created that I don't necessarily remember all the details of and things like journalistically that they'd haven't stuck with me. It's just a different part of your brain when you're just being a fan but so i think that that yeah i mean i i I loved those and and it is nice to have because it is like 
And and honestly, again, they give us more of Spike like performing at, yeah. in it. And yeah. I just want more of that. So <laughs> I mean, he's so good. Yeah, he's I might so not good. be objective. <laughs> so we open on, like you said, Zach, a fight. And I I gotta say, I love hearing. So I know I just said the fights lose me sometimes, but I, I don't even mean that in the like, oh, they're done badly. Like, I just mean they like my brain clocks out a little bit and like I have trouble keeping track of where everyone is. But I love hearing Cordy be the oh, one that, yes. like, right, right. This is, this is so, this is everything we wanted, right? This was, yes. this was, this was everything in the show where we were like, she's from Sunnydale. She would learn, she would have learned by season three how to stake a vampire before <laughs> yeah. the finale, right? Like, we don't need to see it in the finale. We need to see it in the first episode of season three. <laughs> yes. And of course, this Cordelia knows how to fucking fight and she is. And you know, they, because it, because it's like an audio drama, you know, your brain has to place people where they place them, right? Mm. Um, but I pictured it, I pictured it pretty easy. It was, it was, I, I had my focus on her. I kind of pictured the style, the filming style of the show. Yeah. And it was fun. I just fucking loved seeing, hearing, hearing and seeing <laughs> her fight. I love when she picks up the baseball bat. Yes. Yes. I, it's funny because I picture it with the style of the show, but like, this sounds obnoxious. I was going to say, but because I've like talked to her like face to face, I picture her now. I can picture her now. And I don't mean that obnoxiously. I just mean like, <laughs> I, sh- <laughs> I know fuck off Ian. Um, <laughs> like, I can remember. I can remember the things you'll never know. Universes you've never lived in. I infinite being a fandom. <laughs> Listen, James Marsters, when I interviewed him at Hellmouthcon, made direct eye contact with me, and I will never forget that. <laughs> you know what he smells like. It's different. Yes. <laughs> um, but I kept picturing, like, her now, the style of the show, but, like, in HD. Like, in my brain, it was, like, Stranger Things, like, cinematography budget. But, like, still filmed the way Buffy was filmed, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. Much more polished. Much more, like, sleek. Real yes. sleek, you know, her hair, great hairography. Yes. With this choreography, <laughs> this fight choreography. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. And like, I liked seeing her have her little, like, you know, she's not super punny, but she still has a few, right? When she's like, ow, so many owls and like calls the like, it's not a werewolf, but it's like a dog thing, right? The demon that she like kills or like beats up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Cause she just, they call it like a big dog. Um, so I don't know. I thought she called them dog. I don't. Yeah. Okay. But just, yeah. <laughs> You're getting me lost in a fight scene that I thought I understood really well. Could you imagine if they did have Sarah just, you know, voicing a fight scene? Does she, is she gonna, you know, do her little, oh, oof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, I, I feel like that. I don't know. That's like iconic, right? Because I like can I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, it's just 30, 30 minutes of them recording her little, you know, little <laughs> isms, little sounds. Fights. I like, you know, Cordy. I did like it placing us in a time when she's like, "I've been a Slayer for nineteen years." I was like, "Did she good. say nineteen? Yeah. I thought she said yes. nine. Okay, no, so nineteen said, years. Right, right, Ryan. She says. I 19. thought it was nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it has to be nineteen. Oh. Yeah. I'm all over the place then. It anchored me in time, which I was not feeling in the first episode, if everyone remembers. I was like, where are we? (laughs) Um, So, like, it has to be, that math means it's, like, present day, right? Okay. Yeah, um, which I liked. I really did like that. And I did like when Miranda is, like... Well, it's not totally present day, right? Like, isn't it 2013? So, I guess, no, because if it's 19 years... I mean, she would have been called in 1990... 97, right? Yeah. So then... It's only the fans trying to do math. (laughs) All right, that's fine. Right, pulling out our calculators and being like, okay. We're queer. We don't make us do math. Also, how old would would Joyce have been at this point if she had lived? (laughs) Let me just check that. Well, well, not before anyone at home starts smashing their phone. It wouldn't have been 19 years, right? Because we're talking about when Buffy was called in the movie, not in the TV show. Well, but but they like fudge that because the movie takes place like six years before the TV show and it's the next year. Oh, well, I don't mean like chronologically when it came out. I mean like... 
in Buffy, it's oh, okay. been like 18 months or something since she was called at least a year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, people at home will do the math <laughs> and it will add up perfectly and we'll sound like we're gay. This will be the trivia. This will be, this is a good trivia question. Rock we're this writing down. trivia questions right now. God. <laughs> so Miranda is, who is the one that's like has all their cronies attacking uh, Spike and, I'm going to say Spike and Buffy, Spike and Cordelia. I do like that she mentions like, She's like, oh, ch- chock full of trauma. Every one of you. This one's soaked in grief. And Spike's like, aren't we all? Like, yeah, I don't know. she's, she's like trying that. to do the vampire, the big vampire, you know. Right. But they're not pressed. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, whatever. Um, we go back to Clem. He's at the bookstore reading. And I, I am a really bad literature. I'm a really bad professor. Is that actually Little Women that he was reading? Yes. Because he says, doesn't he say the two sisters' name and he says their romance? I don't remember the passage he was reading. Okay. And maybe we should cut out that I don't remember that because now we're on <laughs> three things I don't remember. But that is Little Women and he's okay. reading from it. Okay. Which I loved because yes. I felt like it was a way to affirm how much of this is about the female characters. And also, it tracks for Clem, right? He's just totally. like, he likes to like sit and be chill. And like, I could see him, you know, he. I forget, I forget, wasn't there like a show that he really loved in season six? I picture Clem hanging out in a feminist AF (laughs) t-shirt, watching Gerwig movies. (laughs) He's he's like, can we put Barbie on again? (laughs) He's like, that's Saoirse Ronan. (laughs) Oh, you know, Clem loves a Saoirse Ronan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we get Anyanka doing the thing that Dark Willow did to Anya in season yes, six. I got a lot of Dark Willow vibes in this episode. Yes. Yes. Did you like it or did you not like it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, yeah. but it makes me miss Dark Willow too. Like, I just want to see her try to kill the world again. You know? <laughs> I want to see her succeed. Yes, yeah, just, you know, we're, we're ready for it this time. Maybe we weren't ready. We had a little bit of hope back then. We're ready now. <laughs> it was a little too ahead of its time for certain people. The apocalypse. <laughs> That's like fucking the like, I believe in women's rights and women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we get Anyanka is like in his brain talking to him because Raheem has left the room to go organize a sci-fi section. I can't tell if this is supposed to be because they're I think Galaxy Books is a chain. Like I know that Kirsten White signs books at Galaxy Books. So I can't tell if it's like just a coincidence or like maybe someone who worked on this was a bookseller that worked there. Yeah, I think it's like a little uh, a nod and maybe something that will come back in a little bit. True. Yeah, he 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 is like I can picture Raheem as like, I don't know. I kept picturing myself at work being like, all right, whatever. All right. (laughs) I'll put these books out. Okay, like we close in ten. Please, yeah. <laughs> make your way to the front now. Clem. It's like Clement. it's like the twenty twenty three version of a library after they closed all those, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like that. Um, we then we go back to the fight, and I do like that one of the demons recognizes Cordelia as someone who worked for Angelus. I do mm, like that. It is like, yeah. yes. Thank you. Talk about Angel because. I, we talked about this before, right? That like, yeah. I do want to know what happened. I mean, clearly they survived, but they I gave us knows. a little bit of like post Buffy, right? But like, they haven't given us post angel finale yet. Yeah. And I need to know like, cause that was supposed to be a really big battle, right? Like there yeah. was a huge thing that was just snubbed because they didn't, they didn't get a, a, another season, but they were supposed to, right? So we need a little something. I need the explanation because I just right. Mm-hmm. We were talking and about we, it in the Discord because someone was asking if that if it wasn't like canon because they haven't talked about it. I'm like no because I I also feel like they could bring it up down the line in this series, but also like one assumes it didn't end the world because we still have the characters. I wish that the, uh, our original model Cordelia was here if if just for a moment to say. Angel worked for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I didn't like them painting them like angels. Like, Cordelia was some angel lackey who didn't know how to fight or, you know, do anything productive. Because, like, angel investigations would not exist without her. It was yeah. her idea. <laughs> she definitely put her name on the LLC. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I, I I appreciate that this is a different Cordelia, but I, 
I do wish we had just a pinch more of that. Yes. Right? I, I like I would need a little bit more punch, and I also don't love her having to be like I don't like the long explanations of like, I would never run away from a fight. I would never be weak. I would never it's like I, the other Cordelia wouldn't either. Yes. Yes. Zach, yeah. yes. I have that in a note whenever she the point when she says that I wrote that, I was like, stop insulting my Cordelia, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will pick sides really quick if you don't if you don't settle down. <laughs> and we know where we're gonna land, so um <laughs> And I just, I also just like, I I like Cordelia and Spike together. I like that we even, you know, get to like, he thinks she looks hot and she's like, oh, are you hitting on me? Like, get a grip. Like, she is not interested. And I did yeah. like that. Well, it was um, so got- true to form to mm-hmm. like how Spike flirts too. Yes. It's like, so, uh, that's pretty crazy. That Angel in your universe, <laughs> you know, you two still... <laughs> but also, I need it. I need an answer to that question too. You know, like, yeah. Fill us in a little. And also, I appreciate that it's like, like you said, right? It's kind of like making fun of Spike. It's like, ooh, hot woman does something like psychotic, like crushes a skull in with a bat. He's like, I am aroused. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I get it, but <laughs> it just like very much tracks for him. Which brings me to, I thought she killed Miranda here, but then she doesn't. Oh yeah. Right, because it's like she gets Miranda the bat and makes it, yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm gonna smash your skull in, and then Cordy's like, like this, and I thought that was a very good bat sound. Well, effect. they do a lot of like this, take that, have yeah. that, this. Where I think it's the end, but then it's not. Mm. I mean, I'd be doing that if I had superpowers. <laughs> I'd like punch a car and be like, climate change, that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, uh, that's that's the show. It's so while you get superpowers, just you like smashing shit. Hope you show up with an inflatable car for one of these stonewall things. Then, <laughs> um, so yeah, we get like kind of the end of the fight here. Miranda, Miranda gets like her. Just gets beat up, I guess. Knocked unconscious, one says. One assumes, right? Mm. And I do wish when he says, like, you know, like, she's like, being hot isn't my goal. And I'm like, okay, but, like, <laughs> come on. You can't right. be hot, though. You can. It's okay. You're gorgeous. Yeah. Like, you know, flip your hair, please. The gays yes. are watching. Yeah, like. <laughs> We're, like, at the other end of the of the parking lot. We're, like, flip your hair, please. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, queen, now flip your hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, just with, like, our phones out. Uh, so we but learn. Oh, yeah, I go will ahead. say, it is very Cordelia to say, being hot isn't my goal. It's just something I've accomplished. But then the new Cordelia doesn't say the second part, but it's implied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she does say she has good genes. Yeah. A car pulls up. We learn Clem has is a car aficionado. Sure. Um, I didn't quite understand why he was in a three-piece suit. Because Onyanka's fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. He's I think Clement she's, now. <laughs> yeah. She's like in his brain and she's like worming her way around and being like, you're a servant. What do servants wear <laughs> or something? She's like, you're not going to wear the potato sack you normally wear. We're going to do like, something nice. French made outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that. Like they had Clem doing like mind control voice. So he's like speaking robotically. And I didn't realize until the second time I watched it. That you hear him like move her because she is still like a statue. Yes, so like I'm you hear yeah. Frozen Dawn. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Um then uh then we cut to Anya and Indira. And I will say I also liked this pairing. I thought mm-hmm. they like bounced so off much. each other really well, right? Yes. What a great watcher that Anya will make. Ooh, yes. <gasps> oh, good. Is that a is that a Oh, you've, that's you've just already me. listened to Head. Is that a something? Is that a something? <laughs> this is me making a vengeance wish. <laughs> oh, yes. They and and uh, speaking of Dawn, you know, it feels like a Dawn and somebody pairing. You yes, know? Um, yeah. it's really nice. Anya is just so chill. This Anya is so chill, right? And like doesn't hate children, and yeah, feels like the matured Anya that we probably would have gotten had had Anya Xander lived. died. <laughs> Xander died, and not. Uh, Andrew died and not on you. <laughs> uh, I, and like, I think the actor who plays Indira is like, she fits in really well with this universe, right? Like, I feel like she, it feels like she feels new and fresh, but she also feels like, yes, that is someone part of this universe. Like, it doesn't feel like weird or like, 
it doesn't stand out in a bad way. It stands out in a good way, right? Yeah, I feel like she like there is a danger of being way too precocious. Yes. And like I think even there are spots where we're teetering near the edge, but it's good because Buffy like characters have steered towards the edge really well yes. without actually going over. Um and so yeah, I really like it. And I think this actress is very yeah. talented and I think she stands out um among a handful of the others where you're like, "Oh, you have a lot of experience with like an audiobook." Because it's different. It actors. sounds like you're up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I actually looked that up cuz but she uh, I forget what show she's on. So I was like, "Oh, is it is she a voice actor because it feels like you know, I covered which I always forget. I covered uh the Marvel show What If for the Patreon and Ryan, I think you might have been on for one or two of them. But like some of those were rough and it was the actors returning to their roles, but they just weren't like well versed in voice acting. Well, because you're you're waiting, your your face is hitting, supposed to hit those notes, right? Yeah. Um, but when you don't have your face, um, it has to be your voice and not everybody is as, you know, as as well rehearsed with that. But it sounds like she knew when to hit those notes with her voice and um she yeah, she did seem experienced. So you said you looked her up. Did she she's not done anything like this? No, she like I forget. I want to say like the equalize. She's on. She was on some show. Okay, let's do the math. Let's get. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> god, did I even do any prep for this? Like Jesus Christ! It's okay. It's okay. This is Indira. She's just you know charming. She's just charming. She's a good oh, a good addition. Okay, wait. I was right. She was on the Equalizer. She okay, was a main character, or maybe still is. Um, but she did. Yeah, it looks like she's done a couple like kids shows, like kids cartoons, which could lend itself to the audiobook stuff, right? Yes. Because kids shows you have to also hit those notes with your voice more than face is what yes. I feel. Yeah, yes. I think it's just, you know, you don't have anyone to play off of. You're not in the setting. You don't have like a whole crew watching to give you some like laughs on a, t- right. on a practice take for you to be like, okay, so this bit is working. Like you're just completely in your head. I've recorded whole audiobooks before with actors and non-actors. <laughs> and when you're working with a non-actor, you can, you're building a brand new boat. It's not in the water. You can build the like parts from all over. So you're like, okay, so learn this trick, practice doing this thing, read this line in a specific way. They're more receptive to you just giving them line readings but when someone's like a a really trained screen actor or like stage actor it's just different muscles and it's different habits and they're not in their comfort zone and usually no actor is like oh great i have to relearn how to do this like (laughs) nobody loves that but i feel like the whole cast is pretty great but there are some standout people like james or juliet or the the new girl who plays indira who i think seriously are like I'm like wow like yeah yes yeah yeah and like I she had good chemistry with Anya like they had like Ugh. a really it just felt like a but like you said Zach it felt like yeah. a Dawn thing but like and you know I'm a Dawn defender but like a little bit more charming than Dawn <laughs> <laughs> well a little bit more matured than Dawn right yes. like she is supposed to be 16 yeah. yeah yeah um and she would be a little bit more mature right and she would have been immersing herself in this world already and so she kind of already knows the ropes rather than having to learn every single little thing and asking questions about every single little thing which is so weird because dawn should have also been as as matured but they (laughs) kept her kid sister um and it just season seven (laughs) (laughs) she finally gets to wear denim get a phone and hold a snake (laughs) it depends on your peer group i could see dawn being super resentful of all the like weird stuff her sister does and being like i'm not like that i don't want to be involved blah blah blah, when she was younger like to be different but also i think like you know (laughs) if your sister who's so annoying and like so whatever is involved in this thing it, it feels like you would run in the other direction. And also that her mom would probably, I feel like Joyce would have been like coming up with a million lies to cover stuff up. And at some point you just stop asking questions. <laughs> probably. Like why, why is a bunch of women from Buffy's school attacking the house right now while I'm in my bedroom? It's a silly game. Like how many times do you hear like they're doing a flash mob before you're like, okay, whatever. Whereas if you're looking for your own answers and you're noticing weird things and like it's a secret and blah, blah, blah as a teenager, like you're going to 
be obsessed. And I like mean, a what a dumb thing when when Pat Joyce's lesbian lover is trying to kill a, a houseful of teenagers. <laughs> you know, like I, I I need answers to these. But Andira, yes, Andira yes. seems like she already has a little bit of maturity anyway. And the way she had to grow up, right, was a very take care of yourself kind of like Faith. And Faith also yeah. had a maturity when she came yeah. into the show where she almost felt almost felt a little bit older than Buffy anyway. Yeah. Um. So Andira. Because of her background, her dad's gone, grandpa's sitting in a chair, and mom was never around. She already has this little bit of maturity, so it like tempers her a little bit. And her and Anya, Anya also being the mature Anya, um, yeah. they just fit so well together, and I'm so happy that they were paired together. And Lord Jesus, let me just say, if I got the opportunity to just sit in a booth and record with Emma Caulfield as Anya <laughs> – my life would be made. It would be like I, that's all I ever have to do in life, Rod. I'm, I'm ready for Dark Willow to take out the universe. <laughs> and you know, I actually I like her as a witch. Like I like that. It like makes sense, right? Anya she would have always become of, a witch. Yes, yeah. she would have become a witch anyway. Like that does feel like a natural progression. Even like if the Anya we knew had survived uh, season seven, like it would make sense, right? Because Anya's Practical. incapable of being of not. B- Doing something, or she's yes. incapable of just sitting and being human, right? Like season seven, Anya felt like um, she was incredibly bored, and had season eight continued, she would have found like, oh, I'm gonna start dabbling with the magics, right? Yeah, and I do like Indira bringing up the like she brings up the similarities between the, the realities Willow and this alt universe Tara <laughs> when. When Anya says, one of them says, like, Drusilla must be very good at, and I was like, are they going to say, like, eating pussy? <laughs> that's basically what they said, right? That's what we got. That's what we got. Homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's something I definitely know is true. Drusilla's great at eating pussy. <laughs> I, I knew that from the moment I saw that. I mean, I can, I, can, I can visualize. <laughs> you know, her little, like, sounds. Like, little tappings. And <laughs> oh, yeah. There's humming. There's a lot of humming. Yeah. You'll you'll see your own stars in the sky. (laughs) Um, I like the magic box joke bit when Indira's like, oh, she was like, we're not going to talk about your magic box. I thought that was like charming. I still cannot visualize. This is the thing I had the most, like once they were in the magic box, I'm like, yeah, sure. It looks like the way it looked in season six when Dark Willow went through it. Yeah. But like I have, I could not visualize when they're like, oh, there's a fence. There is the magic box. I'm like, but how are they like? Yeah, this is supposed to be a crater. And even if we're like, hey, this one section of town was on the edge of the crater because it's on the other side of town or whatever, which I don't know that that's true, but (laughs) fine. Sure. I mean, it's just all like, I just had to be like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's fine. I just like my brain could not visualize this because I'm like, it's a crater. Yeah. But the street is there and it's just condemned and the building's messy. Like, how is that a cr- like I just could not but like went with it because well, yeah, we, we did leave it. We did leave the magic box. We it was done. It was a done piece, you know. We didn't revisit yeah. that in season seven, really. That's um, true. And so it's weird that they would be going and using this as any kind of base. I guess this is like a secret area for a secret something, right? But and a pile of magical objects is like yeah. <sighs> I guess, but we can't move those really. Like Giles had a library full of like ancient texts and we can't move yeah. some pixie bone dust out of the <laughs> remains of a magic box from season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Especially because at the end, which I missed until the second time I listened at the end, they do say that Willow and Giles put that magic door there after they yes. left Sunnydale. I'm glad they said that. I'm de- yes. I am very happy that they said that. Because I was annoyed. I was like, why are we adding this? We would have like, talked about it. There's no trap door, yeah. you. <laughs> I'm suddenly like pushing up my glasses. I'm like, well, in episode six. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was glad they did that. But especially then, I'm like, but... Yeah, but whatever. I'm not going to harp on this. It's, it's fine. It's it done. The magic yeah. box is there. The street that they sang, the mustard song is still there. Okay. <laughs> it's all still there. Yes, sure. Um, then we go to Tara. And I I really do love. Now I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, it is. This is the first time we meet her familiar, right? Oh, <laughs> her yeah. Is it? I, I know we talked about it already. Did we? I can't yes. remember. Oh god! Oh, it might not have been in that episode, though. It's that I don't. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be evil or not. That's my. Mm. I'm like, is this monkey neutral? Because like, this is the monkey that Justin Bieber left at a German airport. 
Oh, Jesus. Is this the same monkey? Now I will picture that monkey. (laughs) I know I'm flushing to Michael Jackson's bubbles. (laughs) I don't love the monkey. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually think the monkey is making Amber's performance seem campier and more over the top and cheesy than it is. And I think it actually is more at the beginning. And like I saw people's initial reactions to their first like listen through of the mm. first couple chapters be like it's so arch and over the top and it's like well yeah sure i mean she's a <laughs> witch queen but also like i think the monkey is just sending it's like too much <laughs> it's it's a, it's it's like a hat on a hat but <laughs> i like Ryan, the I, <laughs> I don't think i've ever heard you say something was too much <laughs> yeah it has to be a lot of sugar for me to send I it just back just listen to you guys talk about your your drag performances and now a monkey with you know Tara is, is too much oh a monkey is too much that's, that's, too much. <laughs> that's where the line is drawn um it feels like the monkey or it just this feels very Wizard of Oz right but like yeah yeah Tara feels crazier than Drusilla at this point I don't know I I well, don't I still don't know if this is landing for me. She was her queen and she was crazier than her <laughs> I I do think we're supposed to be led to believe like this Drusilla is a lot more like grounded, like this mm-hmm. version of reality. This reality's Drusilla is like more grounded than the Drusilla we know, because she's not always talking to like sing song poetry. That's nonsense. But like, you know, actually telling them what's going on, but not telling them because she's singing about it, you know? Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, I think with, with Drusilla is when she's has a, I hate to say this, when she's a man in her life, she lets them sort of steer mm-hmm. the boat for the most part until she loses faith in them. Um, and w- without one for a little bit, like Master's gone, Spike's gone, Angel's not seemingly in the picture. It seems like she had to like stand in her own power again. But, it, you know, I think she's always had it there. I also think Drusilla has always like chosen her specific moments to allow herself to be like succumb to like the magical madness of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think we might get that later, but I, 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 I think this, it would make sense for her to be like, to lean into the, like, I don't know, practicality of it all. Like I, 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 I love the idea of her as like a, a half insane vampire queen. Because <laughs> the only way you become a vampire queen is by being at least three quarters insane. <laughs> <laughs> and you made a really good point about like Drusilla being um and it's okay. I'm going to say it. it's okay to just want, you know, your man or your woman to be the strong one and you get to be there and you know, kill people Hell for yeah. fun, right? And Drusilla <laughs> likes that. Drusilla can always boss up if she needs to, always. But we've seen time and time again, she likes when there is somebody that she can drool over in front of her like doing all the all the dirty work and she just like she gets off on that. So she's looking at Tara she, even even when she brought uh, Darla back, and we just covered that, right? Like she yeah. likes Darla being in charge. Now, That's when true. she with Tara, she's like, "Why aren't you tougher? Be tough." <laughs> like, I think she sees it as like it's like she needs mu- she wants muscle because that person can do the dirty business and like handle the physical reality that is so disgusting to her at this point because what she really wants to be is like deep in her own psychological mysticism oh, which yeah it sounds better than this world <laughs> yeah it might not ever produce reliable predictions for her to act on like it's not always great information but it definitely seems to have her full focus and interest and i think it's probably hard to like be aware of your surroundings and <clears throat> stay in control of an army of vampires. And she's <laughs> desperately wants Tara to be someone who can do all of that for her. The trick is she makes it seem like she's the beta. Yeah. Kind of, but like, yes, absolutely. But like, it's just also, Trisha just doesn't find it sexy when somebody has a conscience, you know, she's like, yeah. that's why she left Spike. She's like, yeah. really, really Spike. You're going to help this layer. You're gonna- and you're, you're right, Zach, because like she suddenly it's like, she, acted like she didn't have agency, but then suddenly she did when she was annoyed at him for having feelings. Then she immediately was like, you're lying. You're in love with her and goodbye. Like, yeah. And then Tara's trying Tara, I think Tara knows that. So Tara does try to act like you want me to show you how much I hate you. <laughs> and it just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't land as good. But like Drusilla kind of knows that too. She's already picked yes. up on this. She's like, play. you're not baddie McBaddies. I want you to be. <laughs> I love when you do a British accent. Zach. Yes. It's my favorite. <laughs> That usually means Zach's drunk. <laughs> I, I'm not drinking right now. Um, I know, no, I know. <laughs> but it, 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 maybe I should have. Uh, I just, <laughs> I like that Drusilla finds power and 
toughness and, you know, murder. So sexy. <laughs> but, you know, she's not really getting it from Tara, but she still needs Tara. And she thinks yeah. that Tara still has that potential. I think that's exactly you just like pinpointed it. It's like she knows she needs her. Right? She like wants she a dark her. willow to just yeah. ruin her world. You know, I mean, who? Wait, who whom someone else doesn't want that? <laughs> crush me, Willow, crush me. <laughs> um, I, I, I was a little shook that we kind of got a sex scene between Drusilla and Tara, but... I just I, can't... St- I, I, what are they doing in the booth? I just need to, like, I, I need a visual, because I'm like... <laughs> oh, I've got a visual. Oh, myself, making these sounds. <laughs> I've got I, a visual. I really, yeah, same. I'm like, um, well, like, but... You know, Drusilla notices that Tara is trying to distract her with Cunnilingus and pushes her off of her. Because um, <laughs> I would do the same. I'd be like, this is not very sexy. I'm sorry. Mr. Pickles is right there. It's just, this is not working for me. <laughs> Mr. Pickles is looking me in the eyes. We need to stop. Peg me with your magic wand. But this... That's like what my pug, if my pug ever walked in while I was having sex, I'm like, well, we're done. He's looking at me. And add the layer of your pug knowing how to play the piano and hitting keys while you're, you know. (laughs) And knowing Justin Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) Takes out his keyboard and looks at me. He's like, I know what you're doing, you F word. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, God, we're like all over. (laughs) No, 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 no. This this scene deserved this much, Tom. (laughs) There's a monkey. Let me have some fun. Oh, also, Tara mentions the light spell. Do we think that is a reference to? Remember how like Willow always talked about the light spell yes, she was working on? That fucking sun she was working mm-hmm. on for a damn near ten years, and then we never, we never hey, would have been handy and chosen. We got a pretty solid version in Chaos Bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough. I guess that is the only Buffy game I did play, and I could not make it past the Tara stage. Oh, really? It's. I think it's like Tara's a vampire and you have to fight her in the mall. I think you're Willow and you have to like throw spells at her and I could never aim the spell and eventually gave up on the game because I couldn't defeat <laughs> vampire Tara. Um, so Drusilla then talks about how she tied a bunch of cops to a merry-go-round. And it. this was camp when she says like around and around and like keeps going. I was like, wait, how many times has she said this? Tara's like, ooh, I bet they were dead. She's like, of course they were. Um, then we cut back to Indira and Anya. The dog is snoring, which... Uh, well, so- should we back up just a tiny bit and talk about... Because did we... This is the part also where Tara talks about her ambitions, right? Before Drusilla gets there. What is Tara's plan here? So what the hell does she want? Because she doesn't you know, want Cordelia and Anya to come back. She wants to, because she has, I guess, this feelings. She has feelings for them. Yeah, like they're her. Over there. But she wants to bring the world to ruin. Like, what is this leading to? I have Ryan. some insight. You, you've <laughs> already been on episode four. Calm down. I, uh, end five. Um, <laughs> Rude. I, I, I've lost control, okay? <laughs> I, th- imagine me with audible downloads, but it's Willow putting her hands into those ancient works <laughs> dark magic, and her eyes go all bloodshot. Um, no, okay. I think she definitely seems like she is being possessed in some form by dark magic or like corrupted or like it is clouding her judgment. And I think she has a vision of what this will all be after the fact that is uh, like not based in reality. And I think that's part of the urgency with Drusilla is she's like, just do our plan and like, let's get our shit together and done as soon as possible because it's like a time bomb for her to put together the pieces and be like, you know, maybe this person doesn't have my best interests at heart. And it and it and the great magic trick of that is that Drew is saying to her face, like, I'm evil, but you know, mm. she's performing love, which makes you all confused and frustrated. Okay. Get it done. <laughs> that is an important thing to go back to, Zach. You're right. Because I was thinking that too. I'm like, but does she really it feels like she even the evil Tara isn't like Evil, evil. Yeah, it feels like she sent you know her last three months of rent, so Anya wasn't worried. You know, like right. like it's she still got. I, I, I get we have the manifestation of her conscience, right? But she doesn't. I'm just not buying evil. I yeah. don't think. I don't think she's evil. I don't think so. It feels. I like mean, how evil could Tara really? True. Go? True. <laughs> 
it feels more like neutral, right? She's like, yeah. yeah, I'll do the spells, Drew. Okay, but I like my best friends, so I don't want them to die. And she's putting a fine point on her ambitions. So yes. I guess that's something to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, yeah, now we can jump back to Anya and Indira at the Magic Box, I guess. The dog is snoring. Uh, our editor, Ashley, texted me and Zach yesterday to show us her dog, and now I just That's picture her That's what I picture. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it went from Pomeranian to Ashley, <laughs> Ashley's dog. She has like a little, it's like a little white terrier, right, Zach? Is that what that was? With I'm always bad on. with dog breeds. Yeah, with a little yes. shirt, with a little, little shirt on. It's the fancy so, feast dog. <laughs> for the yes, whatever yes. that whatever that little dog food one is. <laughs> um, so now I picture that dog. The dog is snoring, which I always find cute. Can't find the Another thing that I was like, sure. When she's like, I saw it online, which means it was here. And I'm like, they would not have an online shop anymore. <laughs> like, I, I think she mean. did she mean that? Or did she mean I saw it online somewhere online? So I know it exists in your universe. Maybe that, but like, then why would it have to be there? Well, what if it was online in her store? And she's like, well, I assume if I had it in stock, <laughs> this Anya would I think have been. this is something we, again, let's, yeah. get, let's get the calculators out, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really out here aren't it's not we not something we're supposed to be harping on but like so, fair question yes she mentions that like giles wait this is hilarious i had to read my notes i was like what the fuck is did she say it autocorrected giles to girls so it says she says girls would be a great help here um <laughs> which makes it sound you know gayer which great yeah i was gonna say did tara say that <laughs> right <laughs> and then indira reminds anya that their giles is alive because mm. she mentioned spike said something about you know sending her to giles that's when we do the trap door thing which like sure fine whatever i don't know if either of you agree with me or Ryan as the bigger gamer as the, the only gamer here um, that felt, it felt very video game quest to me. Well, I will tell you that if you had played more of chaos bleeds, you would find out that the magic box goes pretty deep underground. (laughs) You just keep going from room to room. There's like a maze. Um, They loved to tunnel. I have to say that first witch we met who owned the magic box in like season one or two, (laughs) that lady loved to build a tunnel. Um, I like the idea of the magic box having tons more magical secrets and things going on than we ever like thought. And I, you know what? I get it. It was destroyed. If they find a way to be like, we've restored it to its former glory, but the rest of Sunnydale, no. And we've also moved it to LA. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love if the magic box moved around and similar to like, she who will not be named castle of magical school. It has lots of little secrets and stuff in there because that's what would have happened in the magic box. You know how many times Dawn probably knocked over a potion and was like, oh, I don't know what that did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like a a full, uh, an entire protection spell that lasts 19 years later. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what happened. Yes, yes. It protects the whole, uh, what is it, acreage. So all, all solved. And then you she gave birth to a pterodactyl. It's all, all the same episode. Ryan. And I'm out here like, the monkey is annoying. <laughs> the monkey is a step too far. Um, Ryan, I really, you saying like, yeah, Dawn was like 13 and at the magic box. Of course, she would knock some shit over and like create things by accident. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I would have done that as a kid. I would do that now as a 40-year-old. <laughs> I mean, Anya <laughs> definitely was like, some of this inventory cannot be out here. Can I be a pocket dimension? And it's, <laughs> and it's fucking true. The deeper you think about it, too. She stole a necklace and conjured a musical episode. Like... <laughs> <laughs> she, she, Dawn is the reason the magic box is still standing. It has been solved. There's no need for anybody to be angry about this anymore. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> they they do whatever that I don't. And sure, like this really is fine. I'm gonna say this in like a shitty way, but like they do whatever, and it's they get it. Sure, but like that's fine. And then, oh. Uh, Yes. Ah. Giles living his relaxed life, ah. man, with, with who, who, gonna Ian, say. who uh. Ian and Ryan. Ian, uh. you tell us who comes out the other end of that. Yeah, Giles, whatever. Who came out of that spell? <laughs> so we get Giles and Olivia. Yes. And I Which just like. We've been he... clamoring for since that yes. episode, right? Yes. And like. It is, it's always so weird that she never came back because she's in three episodes of se- of one season and it's not like they end poorly or, you know, whatever, but 
Makes me think more of her. She was like, this town sucks. You're a fuck buddy. I've been here for 48 hours. And then I'm getting on a plane. You, this, this place sucks. Yeah. Like you come to me. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps she's excited. Right. Dude, she's like, why do you guys keep going back there? You're fucking weird. Like <laughs> high school was 20 years ago. <laughs> I have tea and a great Netflix subscription right here. Yeah. If you want to fuck, you can come to England because. <laughs> capital <laughs> capital of, of fuck. England. <laughs> And it's just, it is so nice to check in with Giles. And like, so my, you know, my newly renovated recording studio office, whatever, there's two dressers that have everything in them that both of you have seen pictures of, but they've got mirror doors and I have left them open because I've been shooting pictures. When this came on, I was sitting at that desk making some figures and I looked over and like the mirror door was open. I was just looking myself in the eyes as I cried. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Are you on HRT? That sounds a lot like what I've been up to. How wonderful though. Like this just, I felt emotional over this. So I oh completely my God. get it. I, I, this just felt, and it's not Giles, after he has died and turns into a child and you know, it's Giles, it's Giles. And he has, I, I love seeing, because I loved when Anya came, right. We kind of talked about that feeling of how, like how important Anya was and getting to hear her again, but she still isn't our Anya, right. But this is our Giles and we get to see him in life. We know that he, he did want to remove himself from all of this stuff. And even though he's dealing with shitty people on the phone who <laughs> don't realize that it's opens at 11 a.m., lady, 11 a.m., he's still, like, very happy in yeah, his I world. I loved his phone conversation because it's a perfect mirror of Anya's phone conversation. And both of them, we know their customer service styles are a little different. <laughs> and both of them are still stating, like, customers are the worst. These people are awful. Um, and I, I, you know, I love that it's our Giles because – of all the characters who cannot change if they are brought in or whatever, in my opinion, it's Buffy and Giles. Everybody else I would love a version of. I would love a spin of. I would love like, I don't mind there being different Anyas. We've had a few different Anyas and they're all great. And we've seen Willow with like different personalities. Um, Xander, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was trying to be more tactful about and probably would have ended up cursing. Um, But Buffy and Giles are our stable forces. Giles is the keeper of wisdom and memory. And like, it was like, you know, dad's home. It was just the best. Didn't it? Yes. Dad's home is the perfect way to put it. And this is the type of Giles that I know Buffy is going to holidays at his house yes. or whenever yeah. she's whenever she's able to whenever she can and you know what and i don't think she i guess we'll find out we'll find out what buffy's doing hopefully um but i picture buffy is like you know the load is off of her a little bit she hasn't had to be queen yeah. of slayers because she's the only slayer right so she has a little bit of more time she can go to daddy giles's house and yeah. see him and visit him and, and make fun of his christmas tradition yes her and <laughs> olivia make fun of giles together and that's yes. so fun to me <laughs> yes and i I, I just like, I mean, we love them all, right? But it's like Giles, like you said, Giles wanted to remove himself from this. He did yeah. want this and he got it. And it's like, thank you. One of these characters got their happy ending. <laughs> they, and please tell me Olivia is like Buffy surrogate mother as well. Right. Please. Uh, like the cool mom. She would be like the cool mom. Yes. Like. Yeah. Like when you have a stepmom, but they don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Olivia's getting Buffy to smoke weed outside with her. <laughs> totally. Totally. Olivia and her have some like really grounded, normal conversation about sexuality until Buffy realizes, oh, wait, you do that with Giles. Yeah. Amber, Amber Benson. Amber, we're going to a lot of ideas here. I hope you know? you're listening <laughs> for the animated well, series. <laughs> it should inform you as it should, if you are listening, Amber, it should inform you as to what a great job you've done mm-hmm. and all of you have done because it took me right to a place where I'm coming up with a million ideas of what could be happening with yes. these characters and because we're back we we're really all are on back. the verge of tears here it's all him. of us yes <laughs> <sighs> well it's just you know i i i put out my my review for horror press and i like i had trouble writing it because it's just like i love this like it's hard to be like i love this and expand upon that other than this is fucking great um and i I went into like, it really does feel like our friends are back. These are friends that you loved that like you lost touch with, but you didn't not in like a 
oh, we hate each other kind of way. Just like, oh, they moved far away. And now we're they're back. And I just could not be happier. And I loved Giles. So I didn't watch Ted Lasso. Did either of you? Yes, I loved it. I did not watch Ted Lasso. I did. It, 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 I it, heard your Aubrey Plaza invitation. <laughs> um, but I didn't recognize his voice right away because I haven't heard him in a while. Um, I didn't recognize his voice. And I liked knowing that it was Anthony Stewart head. And yes, you know, he's gotten a little older. His voice changed a little bit. Like that makes me happy because it is, like you both said, it's our Giles. It is our Giles from this timeline. He was allowed to get older and like, be chill with his hot girlfriend, wife, whatever partner. And like, they're just like hanging out and like being a little sexy with each other. Like good for them. That's how he likes to wake up in the morning. Dad, he he likes to have some Olivia and taster's choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ripper. (laughs) But his, the way he, him and even hearing him say Anya, like with his accent, the way he says her name, like warmed my heart. Like well, he let's get into some shit talking now. I did okay. not like the reaction and there could be more reaction in the next episode. I'll just have to wait. Right. Um, I didn't like the lack of emotion that he, that I heard uh, from him saying Anya again, Anya shows up and that she had to have meant something to him like really deep. Right. And so right. she shows up in front of him and he, you know, it's more like a little gag than him being like, you know, almost knocked off his feet that Anya is, standing in front of him yeah see i i liked it because i thought it was like almost the way spike was when he saw cordy where he's like what is this yeah i do see that it's still it's still like uh, put put yourself in the shoes right and somebody shows up in your life who you thought was gone forever and one zach i'm trying not to get specific (laughs) (laughs) i would also say i don't expect anyone to come back if i were giles part of me would be like i'll see anya in three to five years (laughs) like these people do i'm not saying i'm not saying it it was totally right but i also think from a production standpoint and an acting standpoint it gives you somewhere to go yeah we're like coming in hot might not leave you like as much as like tara is trying to we're trying to establish which queen tara she comes in hot so there's not a ton of like ceiling to go to it's more about going to a different depth mm-hmm. but like i think anthony stewart had maybe knows that there's like some really big scene where he's gonna have to wake up the jot like rippers gotta wake up you know what i mean like the yeah. giles beast has to come alive and maybe he's giving himself somewhere to go but I-, I do hear that note like you know when 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 he when buffy was back we got like a great overwhelming response and i as much as buffy will always be like a daughter to him i don't think giles really discriminated in that group of scoobies as to like oh, no. the amount of love he could have you know yeah yeah and it, 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 it feels like That's my only really real gripe with this because it felt more like he was immediately concerned about because the conversation was like about that's not my life anymore. And he's like, oh, I thought I said that wasn't my life, Olivia. Um, And that was his like oopsie moment instead of like seeing Anya and having this moment and having this like (sighs) gasp that she's standing in front of him. And then there's some random girl standing next to her. Right. So. Uh, what you just said, Ryan, about like, eh, maybe he wouldn't be that surprised to see Anya in like three to five years because everyone comes back to life. I actually, I won't say who, someone was like, oh, I, their like big critique of this series was like, we're bringing back dead characters. And I was like, but like the shows did that all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Buffy, like, literally Angel, Buffy Spike. came back twice. <laughs> yeah. They needed Buffy on a new network and they brought her ass back to life. Okay. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's possible that we can do it. Darla got ordered in an Amazon shipping crate. <laughs> <laughs> she died how many times last I mean <laughs> it's just based off convenience and you know what the convenience here is is we fucking want it and I don't give yes. a shit how it happens yeah. okay because it shouldn't <laughs> have happened in the first place <laughs> Zach you know Ryan, I feel like you and I are a little bit more predictable. Like, oh, of course, those faggots are so excited about this series, hearing the ladies. Zach, I am so happy that you are just as excited as we are about this. About see, what? What you, have we not been friends for three years? What are you talking about? Well, no, I was just worried that, like, I don't know. I Zach, Ian, for his identity, needs you to be more towards a mask end of a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs>
And for his identity, he needs me to basically be Jessica Rabbit. Okay, so, okay, so let me reverse real quick. I don't caricature. really care. I, I think Anya shouldn't have come back. I think it was weird because she died. Didn't she die in season? She was like, real mouthy. I thought she died at the end of season eight of Buffy. Um, but a, I don't know what show. I don't know. Where's Xander? When is Xander coming in is what I want to know. Those are the hard questions. Yes, right. Wait, hilariously, mm. this is like when my boss at Barnes & Noble, who was so nice, was like, when he found out I had a Buffy podcast, he told me he named his son after Xander. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and then he was like, I want to listen to some of your episodes. I was like, I don't know that you would like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so nice. I just was like, listen to season two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we, this is like a little too brief for me, but that's fine. Cause we're setting up for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And we go back to Spike and Cordy. And there's a lot that happens in this like five minute span. Yeah. yeah. I love it though. I love the extended amount of time we get. And we, I like going into little like, not like, like what, how you actually talk, which isn't always like with bullet points, right. of, like having to get stuff done, which is totally necessary in a script. But I love the thing about Buffy is that we get a little more color, a little more of the world, a little more like emotion and depth. And I thought that this was really well handled and boy, why did the showrunners of Buffy and Angel not make more opportunities for Cordelia and Spike oh, yes. to hang out? <laughs> yes. yes. And we get the word fugly. And that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's in my notes. <laughs> um, I want you both to know I'm picturing like I, because of what you said, Ryan, I'm picturing Zach sitting next to Jessica Rabbit, like at Stonewall. And I'm like, oh, my friends. Okay, let's calm, let's calm, that's... <laughs> I'm not that hot. I'm hotter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they decide, they realize that Anyanka left. I do like, again, I said this in the top of the episode. The noise of like, we hear like Cordelia falling, and I just love the imagery of Cordelia's as badass, who's like, falling from the sky, landing on like a car and being like, mm-hmm. oh, that was annoying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hope you had insurance. Right. But uh, th- this is also very dark willow, right? Like now she's headed to get yeah. Jonathan and Andrew, you know, we've got <laughs> to get to them first. And I am really looking forward to seeing like a face off with Giles. I kind of hope, you know, n- no spoilers, but I wouldn't mind if we, had Giles still having powers like he did at the end of the six. <laughs> like his bad breath power. Like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I've hooked up with a few of those guys. Um, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so they like realize they need to go to London, which also I just feel like they could just, but I guess whatever, it's fine. I'm, I'm like, there's a bunch of magical people. Can't they be like, there's a portal. Let's go. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Um, didn't we didn't we learn that teleportation is not for people who know what they're doing right true true um but we are at the end now uh favorite scenes Zach. giles giles and it's such a brief moment but yeah let's say i think we'll have the same one ryan Mm -hmm. yeah i would say uh, uh the giles olivia reveal took me to by to electrifying heights of fandom <laughs> same yes i just i was like oh dad um so nice uh what's an outfit we pictured someone wearing uh i can go um, first if you guys need time no i don't olivia's wearing the most beautiful <laughs> laura piana sweater like it, it is it's it's like it's poured onto her it's in like a lavender color her hair is up she's got on glasses but they're like on the head part of the hair like it's being held in her hair um and very simple jewelry but absolutely gorgeous not turquoise there these are diamonds we're talking diamonds um and she just looks like if you snuggled up with her you would always be safe i love that i love that uh zach Ooh, um, I was going to say Olivia, and I, I, I would feel like she would be wearing something really expensive, but casual at the same time. Yeah. Where it's like, like very it's like expensive, flat. yes, because she makes her own money. The Laura, the Laura Piana sweater. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I, can, I can go with that. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of picturing of outfits in this one, so I'll go with that. Yeah. I pictured Giles in like a little bit, like I... I liked his season four style. I mean, I thought he wears a suit really well, of course, but I really liked his like cozy sweater style of four. And I kind of pictured him in like a very nice, like knit sweater that's like brown and he's wearing like a khaki or a green pant. 
but like it's all very like classy casual where like even when giles is like being having a lazy day he's still like nice he's not you know wearing whatever the fuck i'm wearing which is still my clothes for my workout at 11 a.m this morning um yeah that's what i and i also pictured him having i thought about this when i was doing the image um I tried, but I just couldn't get it on the figure. I imagine him having like a fur, a nice like fur trim coat that's like a little bit more tailored than his season seven jackets, which were a little bigger um, because that was a style. But yeah, I pictured him like in one of those jackets, even though he's at home. So he's not really wearing that at home. Anyway, what grade do we give this episode, Ryan? Um, I'm going to give it another A. I think this whole thing's an A so far. <laughs> Zach? Um, I, I did get like a little confused in this one with certain parts. Um, but again, that could just be because I listened to it all at once. Um, so I can't really dock it for that. I guess I'll do an A. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I got a little confused. So I say B plus, but like, okay. that is not bad. You know? Wow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> Canceled, I guess. But, I, you know, someone's got to even the average out because I'm not, I'm not lowering a tick. <laughs> yeah. Thank you both for doing this. This is this is like a lot of fun to cover, right? It's just fun having something brand new Buffy to talk about. And it's yeah, weird. And it's we're shooting from the hip. These aren't opinions yes. I've been like cooking and fermenting for 10 years. This is just reactions, fun with friends. We'll probably circle back in a year to five years <laughs> and do it again and have real analyses that like crush <laughs> your skull with our intellectualism. <laughs> but it is nice to finally have something fresh and fun and silly and like exciting. Yeah. Unknown. Yeah, it, it, it feels like we just watched it on TV last night and we're all trying to remember what we saw on yes. TV last night, right? Which is so fun. I miss doing that. <laughs> yeah, but in five years, I'll show up exactly like I am right now. So no intellectualism here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I will have read like some scholarly works from uh, from college students who were trying to make their, their English degrees fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you all for listening. This really is so much fun covering. Um, if you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We are on social media on all platforms at SlayerFestX98. You can find me on all platforms at IanXCarlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you and your channel? I am at YouTube.com slash at Ryho, R-Y-H-O, where we are fighting the big bads of this world, but with silliness and wigs. <laughs> and Zach, where can everyone find you? Uh, I have a horror podcast with Ian Carlos Crawford here called My Bloody Ooh. Judy. You can search My Bloody Judy and we will pop up everywhere. Um, you can also search Zachary Patton Garcia. I'll pop up. Zach Garcia. I'll pop up. Um, AZB. I'll pop up. And I have a Patreon now. Patreon.com slash AZB plus spelled exactly like that. And uh, yeah, I put things like three episodes out a week. So God. lots of fun there. How's he do it? I want you to know, I was like, I was ready to be like, and the Patreon, don't forget the promo. Magic. <laughs> that is the one thing that I am very good at is being a promo slut. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, this is a coverage episode three. This will be coming out. The day this comes out is Monday. We are going to try to put out two episodes a week, Mondays and Thursdays moving forward until we're done covering this and uh we'll see you next and time there's gonna be like five more just bonus episodes attached right <laughs> screaming, oh, <maybe>. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next time bye bye